On Shabbos, we read about the laws of Nagaim. Nega on a body is loosely translated as leprosy, which is a misnomer, because nega is not a physical illness. Otherwise, it would require a visit to the doctor, not to a coin. And nega is a spiritual malady that manifests itself as a physical ailment. The Pasuk says, If a person will be inflicted with se'es or sepachas or beheres, any of the various types of tzeras, they should show it to the Kayan. The Rechaim HaKadosh asks, Why does the Pasuk state, If a person will have tzeras in the skin of their flesh, it should have stated, If a person will have tzeras, why ba'ar and the Arachayim HaKadosh says something very powerful. Ba'ar Besara is very precise. When a Yid commits a sin, it's only skin deep. It's only superficial. It's only on the outside. It's only Ba'ar Besara. It's only on their skin. It doesn't penetrate their flesh. It doesn't enter their panemius, their essence. The sin doesn't become part of them. It doesn't define who they really are. It's only on the surface. And that's why the Torah says, It's only skin deep. And perhaps that's why the Torah prefaces this mitzvah by calling them Adam. Adam ki And not any of the other synonyms that describe a human being, like Ish or Nefesh or Enosh. Adam connotes an Adam Chashev, someone special. The Gemara says, Atam Kareen Adam, Adam. Only Yidden are coronated with the title Adam. Adam ke'yiyah ba'ar besare. Because even when a Yid happens to slip up, that indiscretion does not define who he is. He's not coined a sinner, but rather an Adam, a fine upstanding person that happened to commit a sin. The Sepharno says something amazing. The manifestation of Tzeraz is actually a chesed from Hashem. Only when Klai Yisrael is worthy will Tzeras manifest itself. It's like a friendly reminder from Hashem. You veered off the straight and narrow. It's time to get back on track. Tzeras does not appear on a person's body right away. It begins with a nega on a person's house. And if they don't get the message, it surfaces on their clothing. And if there's still no improvement, only then does it afflict the body, causing great shame and embarrassment. It's like that warning that you get on your cell phone. Only 20% of the battery life left. And if you don't plug in, a while later the message says 10% left. And if you still don't heed the warning, then it's really panic time. All these afflictions are reminders from Hashem. Sometimes subtle and other times not so subtle. To do some introspection and to mend our ways. In fact, there are 72 types of tzeras enumerated in Masech des Nagaim. And the word chesed has the numerical value of 72. At an intrinsic level, these Nagaim are only seemingly negative. However, in reality, they are a kindness from Hashem. And perhaps with this idea, we can answer an anomaly found in the Pasik. The Pasik says, Varaha koyin nega. The koyin shall examine the nega. Then it says again, V'ra'ohu koyin. And the coin shall look at the nega and pronounce it impure. Why the repetition? And perhaps it's this same idea. First the coin looks at the nega and renders it tummy. 
Then the Pasik says, The coin looks again. He looks at the totality of the person. He looks into his Yiddish Neshama. And he says, He declares the Nega Tameh. Only the Nega is impure. Only his surface is Tameh. It's only Ba'ar Basare. It's only on the peripheral. This sin, this blemish does not penetrate his essence. This sin does not define him. This Avera does not pastel off the person. He will do a week of contemplation and self-evaluation, correct a few things, and he'll be right back on track. We need to remember that even while our consciousness may sometimes gravitate towards decadence, but the essence of every Yid remains pure gold. And this brings to mind a beautiful story. It was Erev Rosh Hashanah in Bardichev. There was a spirit of holiness hovering in the air. Thoughts of the imminent day of judgment was occupying the minds of the city. People were getting up bright and early to say slichas with the Holy Rebbe, the leader, the legendary Rebbe Lebi Yitzchak of Bardichev. A few of his chassidim went to his home to accompany him to shul. As they approached his home, they see the Rebbe emerge from his house with a basket filled with freshly baked goods and a bottle of schnapps. They follow him from behind, wondering what the Rebbe had up his sleeve. They pass the shul, and at this early hour, it's already packed with congregants. But the Rebbe does not enter the shul. He continues walking for another half an hour, until he reaches the outskirts of town. He then walks into an inn, and makes a beeline for the dining room. The room was filled with the smell of tobacco, and empty vodka bottles were strewn all over the place. On the floor lay sleeping men, crowded like sardines. The Rebbe spots a Jewish man. He whispers into his ear, You must be hungry and thirsty. I have some fresh cake and some schnapps. The Jew opens his eyes. I don't know you, but don't you have any Yerushalayim? Would I drink before I've washed my hands? Would I eat before saying Birchus The Rebbe moved on to the next sleeping Jew. Same result. The Rebbe moves on. Ivan, you want some schnapps? Ivan jumps up and gulps down the glass of vodka in one shot and goes right back to sleep. Stefan, do you want a drink? Same result. The Rebbe kept on going until the basket was empty. The Rebbe runs out of the inn and he lifts up his hands towards the sky. Rabbi Nishalaylam, look at your children. Yaakov gets up in the morning and his first thought is of you. He would not let anything pass his lips until he sings your praises. But Esau's first thought is of self-indulgence. And with that, the Rebbe turns to his followers. Now we can say slichas. Our flaws are only ba'ar basare. As far as we stray, the core of every yid is pure gold. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.